Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the Vacant Bros Podcast. We are recording the first official, kind of the first official episode. It's been about a month or so since we published on the Vacant Bros Podcast. We're live on Zoom, kind of. Not really. <laughs> we are live, but... We're live to each other. We can see each other on Zoom, and that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. The season five is on YouTube, and we'll have a weekly or a monthly podcast on the Vacant Bros, <laughs> and a, a weekly live stream on the Talk To You Later show. <laughs> Last week we talked about having a new theme song for season five, and Nick had <laughs> something. Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> uh, well, I, I tweeted a video of what I was working on. You posted it out to both Kyler and I to make some music for the theme song. We both went in pretty different directions. His is like a kind of an electronic beat. Mine's more of an orchestral kind of thing. To be honest, I wasn't really sure. It wasn't totally designed to just be a theme for this show, but it's what I was working on at the time, and I was like, "Hey, this could work." Um, but I don't. I need to finish it up and send it to you. So I guess I shouldn't ramble on about it until it can be used on the episodes so people have a chance to hear it. But just kind of a you know, little couple of riffs uh, with some strings and some brass and whatever else in my orchestral library. So um, that'll be fun. But I'm I'm working on a new song actually that I sent Trevor the other day. Uh, which is pretty fun. Trevor described it as kind of a spooky pirate song. So <laughs> nice. We'll see. But I, I, I'm pretty into that one. So I'm, I'm excited to share that. Maybe with it, maybe I'll, I'll do more over the weekend and be able to share it to you, share it with you guys over the next podcast or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last time we joked about you guys having to endure this podcast and how. Uh, Nick's theme is kind of a pirate theme, so it might feel more adventurous to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know, it's funny because it sounds pretty, at least the music I was working on, sounds pre- it's pretty bombastic and pretty swashbuckling, so it's this big kind of dramatic thing, and here we are. Um, <laughs> hey, we're pretty cool people, but I don't, I don't know if that's exactly the same feeling. You know, this big swashbuckling strings melody and then you have like us hanging out here on zoom talking about technology so hey maybe Uh it's appropriate maybe it's not but that's how i live my life so swashbuckling music that's what it is how's your week going trevor eventful (laughs) eventful in what ways couple ways um uh rodents and uh, cars getting knocked out of them Fun stuff. You resolved the car problem, but did you resolve the rodent problem? Did you let your cat in? So this morning, I saw him picking at the food bait thing. It's not food, it's poison. But hopefully he ate enough so that he doesn't come back alive. Dies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if you did anything, like let the cat in or something. Yeah. Today at work, I had... Uh, my f- computer said, oh, you could update to Windows 11, and, uh... And you did. Yeah. It took, like, an hour to update, maybe two hours to completely update everything. <laughs> so my 
my day was a little slow at first. <laughs> have you noticed any, like, what's the first one or two major differences? Have you noticed anything good or bad about Windows 11 that's really stood out to you? Because obviously there are new features, but is there anything in particular that really stands out as this God. is a, your first impression of that OS? I think it's kind of the same feel as Windows 10. I liked having the big uh, icons pop up on the screen so I could just choose from them quickly. I didn't really like having the little tiny Windows thing in the corner and just... Like the start menu, you mean? The change there? I like it how it comes up in the middle and all my icons and stuff. So it's kind of the same feeling as Windows 10 for me. From the outside, I'm somebody who, I mean, I have to use Windows at work where we have a few, we have, we have a mix of Windows and Macs, but um, I do have to use Windows for various things at work and I, it's functional for most, for most of what we do, it's functional, but it's not like particularly elegant and it's not, it feels like using an old OS. I haven't really looked into Windows 11, but part of my impression of it is that it's trying to modernize some of the UI, but at the end of the day, it's funny to me that they still have certain preference panes or certain dialog boxes or whatever that still look kind of like windows xp or windows vista or whatever it was i mean mm -hmm. that's an os that they, they they have a really hard time just saying okay we're gonna go all the way to this new design or all the way to this new technology it's and i i don't 100 percent blame them for that you know i mean a lot of people a lot of their customers whether it's the users or the companies that buy them for their users they use the they buy this because they they want the backwards compatibility so mm -hmm. i mean there's an expectation that not maybe not everything will change all at once but it is part of me is like come on just what what would you do if you could make an os that wasn't encumbered by decades of backwards compatibility and mm -hmm. that's not realistic i mean people love windows for that, that you can run all these kinds of apps and stuff but that's one of the things i appreciate about appreciate about my Macs or whatever mm -hmm. other operating systems that can do that is that you can have something that for the most part can make pretty big changes and does them over like in, in an overarching sense doesn't just have, hey we've updated the look for half of the apps here but the rest of them don't look new they look super old from 20 years ago I mean I don't know usually when Apple or something makes a change it's like okay now all the apps have rounded window rounded corners on the windows versus windows it's like oh most of our UI looks this way, but then if you go into this obscure preference pane, it looks like it's from 20 years ago. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm glad they're trying to modernize it a little bit. I think it looks... I want to say it looks more modern. Maybe I think it just looks more Mac-like. But regardless, um, Windows 11 looks like a little less stale. I don't know. I'm kind of lucky that I did get the update because... Our company kind of has like a weird culture where we just kind of hack into people's computers kind of and send emails from other people's accounts. <laughs> They've been pretty good about not using my account <laughs> to email other people, but they kind of felt like they could email from my account because I use somebody else's account. It's, I don't know. So one thing that I did is that I made it so that my computer turns off every minute that I I'm like not paying attention so when if I leave it turns off pretty quickly <laughs> that's fair yeah I mean I, I hate when people I get where I work um it, it's not nearly as important because we don't we don't all all the people that I work with we don't we're not really supposed to 100% take on one job ourselves it's usually supposed to be like our business is doing it so whoever can help you will help you but um I have my own account in slack or whatever for our internal messaging with the, with our main production facility 
And even then, I'm thinking to myself, I kind of don't want to log in on this computer because if I do, I know the juniors are going to like send messages with my account on accident. Yeah. And then it's going to look like I'm saying it. And mm-hmm. I I just have a thing against like, if I'm going to, if it's going to say it's from me, it has to be from me. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like having, even if it's a mundane message, I just prefer, I prefer like send it from your own account if you have to. But if it says it's coming from Nick. I, I want it to have come from me directly, unless I specifically say, okay, send it from my account to whoever I'm talking to, but I don't know. I'd like to have, yeah. if, if it's if it's from me, it should be from me. Yeah, I say it's lucky that I got the Windows 11 update because if I did this one minute lock or go to sleep thing on Windows 10, every like time I have to restart, I'd have to like reorganize my Windows and programs and stuff. And with Windows 11, it does it automatically. So, it'll, yeah, with the different monitors, I have two other monitors. With Windows, does it when you log out or when it when it locks the screen, does it reset all your Windows? Yeah, it usually brings them all to like the original like screen. That's bizarre. If you have a laptop, so everything is just falling back into one screen, and I have to put it back over to the other screens. Makes no sense. I mean, again, like I. I, I will be this, this podcast's resi- resident Apple fanboy, but like when I have had multiple displays plugged in my Mac, you wake it up and all the windows are where you expect them to be. That makes no sense. Why would they all reset? I mean, yeah, that's uh, Windows for you. Maybe there's a good reason. Maybe there's a bad reason, but there must be some reason for that because I cannot. That's like a that's a total killer of productivity. Oh, let me let me have two or three displays open here. Oh oh, I had to put my computer to sleep. Oh, I guess I have to rearrange my windows. Like what a rearrange your windows on windows no let's not do that yeah so it's good timing to get windows 11 (laughs) i would have to like reorganize my programs way too often (laughs) it was interesting i was reading a little bit about windows 11 other other than the new design isn't it that they're one of the notable things is that to upgrade to windows 11 you have to have a cpu or a computer of a recent enough age like you can't it's not really compatible with really old PCs like some of other Windows versions were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like, the exact cutoff off the top of my head, but it was I heard that it was like you have to have a, a an Intel CPU for instance with a with support for a certain feature to be able to do it. Um, that's really vague, but in general, I just meant like I think they're trying to they're trying to make it so it's, it's sort of an incentive to upgrade to a new machine, you know. Like get all the get Windows 11 or all these new features as long as you have a computer made within the last three or four years or whatever it is, but part of me is like oh that's annoying. But part of me is like okay you know they've done for so long you've been able to install Windows on on tons of hardware. So if they want to make it, if they want to encourage people to upgrade to new machines, I'm a little bit okay with that because. The new machine, a 2021 computer, 2022 computers, it's leagues better than one that was made five or ten years ago. So hopefully, hopefully people with the means are able to upgrade. Yeah, there's a few weird things that aren't working for me. Anything critical for your work? The wid- there's a they have a widget pane. It's just you click widgets or something, or swipe on the side, and you get these widgets, and that is not working for me. And another thing that's kind of weird is that every single time it goes to sleep, the brightness on my laptop, like, resets to be the brightest. So I always have to turn it down whenever I wake it back up again. <laughs> that's that's annoying, but that's just a bug, probably. So hopefully yeah. somebody, whether it's Microsoft or the manufacturer of your laptop, somebody can fix that. I mean, 
yeah. there will always be with with support for so many different computers there must be bugs that have to get fixed so as much as i like shitting on it like <laughs> that's that's hopefully that'll get fixed and it'll be fine everybody has problems yeah anyway yeah so windows 11 that's cool that you got that sounds like it's been f- all right so far it's a free update yeah the same the programs look more fresh it- not that special, just a little more fresh. That's about it. <laughs> you look more fresh. Like the paint app and the calculator? Oh, like every app. Everything looks a little more fresh. <laughs> Rounded corners. <Okay. laughs> I know, it's so funny how it used to be. You know, let's, let's make something very incredibly flat and hard-edged and hard lines and everything very uh let's let's reduce depth in all of our stuff yeah and then now it's like oh let's um let's round our corners and i'm not actually no i will be that guy like one a year ago apple was like oh let's add even more rounded corners to mac os let's make it more like the the ipad and like now coincidentally microsoft is like oh let's round the corners of our ui that's pretty great it's like "Mm, coincidentally google does it with um what is it, Material U also. <laughs> well, yesterday, uh, Aura announced the uh, Generation 3 of the rings. Um, I didn't re- I didn't realize True. this, but uh, this is, yeah, this is their third product, and they release a new version, it seems like, every three years. So that's kind of interesting, I think. It's kind of a long time in this whole technology world. Three years. Yeah. So is the ring that you're wearing right now a three-year-old model? Yeah, it is. <laughs> how, I, this is totally kind of, well, it's kind of unrelated. But how does that charge? Do you charge? Does it have like a to standard like a, some sort of USB plug, or does it have a different a proprietary plug? Because it's so small, a ring. You'd think it would have some other method of charging. It kind of has a little stand that you stick it on. And it charges it. So it's not just like a plug. Like it's built in just for, it's specific to the ring. Yeah. Sounds like it would be a hassle to like find a way to plug it in if you had <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you wear, I mean, most of, most of the time you're probably at your own house, right? So you keep your charger plugged in and you just plug it in at night, right? Or whenever, how many days it works. Yeah, the charging is not inconvenient. Some of the new features... It has the regular sleep monitoring and it helps you know how well you sleep and how well ready you are for the day and if you recovered well. But some of the other things that it added, it added a, a green LED light so it enables it to monitor your heart rate day and night for some reason. Yeah. That's what the standard is, I guess, for most. Yeah, I don't know why. It's maybe they're just conserving on electricity, or. But the next one is that they have a a red LED light that'll be used to tracking your uh, blood oxygen level at nighttime, so it'll help them. It'll add the data into people so they can know how ready they are in the day and stuff (laughs) extra data for that (laughs) but another one thing that's like completely unique is that they have uh, seven temperature sensors 
Seven. That sounds like a lot for something that's just on your finger. Yeah. It'll track your health and it's more predictive also. They pitch that if you're a woman, it'll help you track or predict your menstrual cycle and you could see the progress and you may know like when you're going to have your period Hmm. more accurately than just maybe you may have an app where you know what have would you notice the first day or something and it also for like normal people (laughs) (laughs) for for I'm sorry. <laughs> so, for women and for normal people. Fine. For men. <laughs> uh, Thank you. That's better. Okay. It's also for girls. <laughs> if, uh, if it also uses the temperature sensor to see your health, that like they might see maybe your, your heart goes down or and your temperature goes up and they may predict that you're getting sick. Before you any, feel any symptoms, so they might, you might get warned that you're getting sick, so you could take precautions or. Take- I think that some of those things are pretty cool. You know, like there's lots of biological stuff with us, whether we're getting sick, or we're feeling stressed, or we need to go to sleep, or there's all these things that we think we know when those things are happening. Um, but I think a lot of the time, a lot of us have either trained ourselves to ignore that feeling or to dismiss that feeling. And I think that if we have some technology to, to tell us, hey, you're, you are getting, you're, you're, there's a 90% chance of you getting sick right now. Or there's, you know, a, um, there's a very large chance that right now you're, you don't have enough sleep or there's a large chance that you, whatever it is, you know, if, if they're pretty, if they, if these metrics can tell you that something is different with your body, I think a lot of people, that'd be eye-opening for a lot of people because a lot of us just go on with our days. We go, oh, hey, I can get along with four or five hours of sleep or I can I can go along with, you know, I, I feel all right, but, you know, all right might still mean, hey, you're sick and you have to relax. I mean, it's it's one of those, for instance, I, I think, interestingly enough, Tim Cook said it recently when he was talking about Apple <laughs> Fitness or something, and he said, like, with the Apple Watch, hey, I thought I was doing a lot of activity, but then I realized, hey, I wasn't maybe doing as much as I thought I was doing. You know, because yeah. once you have metrics, you can see just how much you're doing. So I think that applies to other stuff too, things you don't think about. Am I breathing well enough? You know, hey, I have asthma. Is my, <laughs> is my blood oxygen high enough or whatever it is? You, know, you might not always think about it, but then if you are if you have something tracking that all the time, um, that gives you another metric, I guess, to at least pay attention to those things because some I, hey we're all human like we all decide sometimes uh, i'm feeling fine it's fine i'm just gonna go to work i'm just gonna go to school i'm just gonna do whatever i'm gonna do but sometimes we should pay attention to these vital signs and say hey maybe we are feeling a little off today yeah i'm an advocate for uh, when you're getting sick a lot of people just let it happen to them and don't really do anything but i, I take preventative act measures to reduce the symptoms without medicine or stuff so if i got uh, this data early maybe i'll sleep an extra hour or something to be more able to address the cold or whatever that's true i mean a lot of those things too 
I mean, I, I don't 100%, I can't say this for sure, but I have a feeling that with machine learning and these me- these vital sign metrics that we have, we could probably predict things like illnesses a lot, or at least more in advance than we can with just our own feelings. You know, you might be able to tell, hey, if, you're, if your ring or your watch or whatever you're wearing can tell that you're getting just slightly less oxygen per breath because your asthma is flaring up, or maybe you're getting... Um, your heartbeat's slightly accelerated because you're thinking you might be getting just the beginning of a fever. That's probably, it can, it can detect that probably faster than you can detect it as a person. You know, you probably aren't thinking about it. You're at work, you're working. Um, you don't even think about all that stuff, but you're, whatever's measuring you, your ring, and it, it can tell what's going on. So I think there's something to be said for that, right? I mean, we think that we have all these answers as humans, but really, when it comes down to it, these computers, this technology probably is a little more precise than we are, or our brains are at least. Yeah. I also think that the pandemic also gave them a, a lot of data because um, they were monitoring all these um, data <laughs> so they could see the steps of getting sick and stuff. And they monitored a lot, especially with this ring. They could see that the data like dropped off like why why is my data all messed up and then they realize they're getting sick and so they got they kind of selling that more i guess um yeah yeah the i guess the biggest question for me is like it's on your finger your hands i don't know how warm it can sense and like i don't know if that's going to be indicative completely of being sick or not because usually fevers you feel more on your forehead (laughs) to your body but if you if your hand and you're like using it for like you know active like labor and stuff i don't know obviously be some differences you know if you have your hand above a fryer you know that's gonna be a little warmer than it is yeah. if you're sitting at a desk but i think it's probably i mean there probably is still a difference if if you're if your ring whatever is next to your skin and it's measuring your skin temperature it can probably tell hey if, if normally you're, even if normally at work your skin temperature is whatever 85 degrees or whatever it is um i would hope that it's smart enough to know yeah. hey this is your normal and you're you're currently five degrees above normal i mean it should be able to tell and what it's gonna say oh you're getting you're getting sick trevor you're like no i'm not <laughs> if you're having a fever or you're getting sick it's more likely that your hand's going to be colder than usual because you're trying to pull resources to like your maybe your heart or your brain or whatever your vital organs yeah so it'll probably be colder hands than warmer hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I actually think overall it's pretty awesome to see this um, technology get improved in something like a ring. I mean, hey, five or eight, five or six years ago, having a watch that could do that was pretty cool. But um, having a really small thing like a ring is that's pretty cool too. Um, I'm still at the stage personally where I'm fine wearing a watch because. The ring. I wear lots of. I wear jewelry. I wear rings, and like the the rings I wear to me are are they're important to me, and they're they're like, I guess you call them style or fashion rings. They're like, um, I don't have them on right now, so my fingers are bare. Oh no. Um, I know, but they're they're not just plain bands. You know, it's not like a wedding ring thing. I wear like, 
I don't know, fused silver and gold and like inter- interesting things from like like art rings. But um, if I didn't, I would still consider wearing one of those rings. I think the idea of getting the technology out of your way is kind of cool. If you're already going to wear just a small band, hey, that's perhaps a little bit less intrusive than wearing a whole watch. Yeah. I don't know. For some people, I don't mind wearing a watch. I think it's fine. I'm one of those alt kids, those <laughs> really cool rocker kids who loved wearing spiked bracelets, bracelets or whatever in, in high school. So wearing a watch doesn't feel that different to me. But for a lot uh-huh. of people, a ring is maybe an easier sell than a whole bracelet. I don't know. Do you have like a ring coming? Or are you going to wait for it, Alex? Or? Well, I was wondering like, is this coming like once a year or what? And I was surprised it's once every three years and they offered me like a 25% discount. So I don't know. You might miss the first shipment. And they also have this new like subscription program thing. Like the whoop. I'm not really that interested in that, but they're going to, they're willing to give me that for free as a lifetime membership because I owned the previous version of the ring. Oh, so if I, I don't know, I don't really use their like meditation guidance that they have, and I don't really use this the sleep noises and stuff. But they were they're offering their like extra services for free now. <laughs> if how much do those things cost? Is that like a three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar thing? Yeah, it costs three hundred dollars. There is a more premium material versions that are. $400 there's like a golden one and like a stealth one that's kind of matte finished and there's uh, silver and black also what do you wear which version do you have I have the black version <clears throat> it's not really black it's kind of like uh, it's like a glossy black it's kind of shiny I, I might try the silver one maybe I'll get it for my early birthday or Christmas <laughs> something get myself something to both of them because they're both in like three weeks span. Yeah. When's your birthday? In December. But there's <laughs> Should I go on with my topic? It's um it's interesting. Well then go ahead. So yeah, this is a um it's probably a topic we've touched on earlier this year. Um yeah, it's a cosmic object that within 47 days, it has emitted 1,652 FRBs or fast radio bursts. Um, the article says, like, oh, the, something really wants our attention, right? We don't know what it is. We don't know if it's, like, something that is really being transmitted towards us or it's just, like, we're picking it up. Um yeah, so uh, using the fast uh, radio uh, telescope, a.k.a. the Eye of Heaven, uh, they've gone a greater amount of detected FERBs. Um, and this is uh, in coordination with the National Observatory astronomical observatories of the Chinese Academia of Science it's a, it's a long name um, yeah so they 
they've been noticing like from this one source it, over the last month and a half it's going off like like no tomorrow um so frbs are like highly energetic and they produce a year's worth of solar output in the year of the space of milliseconds wow um they say in this article on rare cases astronomers have found bursts that were repeating in nature which has allowed them to conduct follow-up studies uh so they are showing us or in this article is saying that um yeah these frbs are they don't have exactly they have it could be explained in multiple ways they the first designated one with a random number one two one one oh two was originally detected in 2012 and was the first known repeater um while localized and it was traced back to three billion light years away and then the previous one before that was a 157 day cycle that's only consists of 67 day inactive phase um Hmm. so yeah this one's a lot more active comparative to the last couple of findings they've discovered um and this ran from august 29th to october 29th to 2019 uh so it was a couple years ago but um yeah, like I said, they detected no less than 1652, 1,652 um, independent birds within 60 hours, basically, over 47 days. Um, yeah, so it's a record. Uh, during peak hours, there's 122 births in one hour, which seems like, comparative to the, the other couple observed observations is like as much as they got within their time period in one hour so (laughs) it's a big a lot more detected than before um yeah so they are challenged to find what the source is I don't know if they have the exact source of it yet um but yeah periodic nature of these bursts with searches lasting between one millisecond and a thousand seconds so I guess this telescope is specialized in uh picking up FRBs um it's the world's largest antenna um yeah so hopefully <laughs> more not not more is figured out within this what about what it is so that's a little something to think about <laughs> where are these FRBs coming from <laughs> yeah uh, they say it's from a f- far away land over the hills far away. <laughs> <laughs> in a land far far away so Nick, did you want to talk about the ship, the chip shortage, or say anything oh, yeah. about that? Um, I just I read an article recently that had a 
some quotes from the Intel CEO talking about how we're in the uh, everybody. I feel well, I feel like everybody knows that we're kind of in the midst of this chip shortage going on worldwide for everything and uh, chips and honestly everything else. I mean, tons of things. The supply chain for most goods has been really disrupted. And uh, right now, um, the Intel CEO was talking about how we're, we're kind of right in the thick of the chip shortage and how it might be till mid, like I think earlier, mid 2023 that we get parity between supply and demand which is not great for everybody who wants to have something that's really supply constrained right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of mostly things like game consoles, GPUs, um, certain CPUs, um, computer components, um, certain cameras, uh, certain, I'm sure some audio equipment, video equipment, everything, anything that uses cars, anything that uses a lot of, or any sort of certain, um, you know, logic or CPU part or anything that's made as a, uh, on silicon, any of that, it's, it's, you're facing some pretty strong delays. So I thought that was interesting because I, I actually remember, I remember the beginning of this pandemic, there was a top, there was a, there was a discussion amongst many people about how, what are, what kind of delays are we going to see when people leave work or when people have to stop producing as much because of the pandemic and then that didn't really seem to affect us for a very long time you know for the first year or something it really wasn't on everybody's mind and now here we are in the end of 2021 and we're for a lot of different industries facing these really um quite long lead times on if you just want to buy a product um yeah you know i've been looking i've been looking at like, buying a little snapshot camera for myself and even that has taken I, nowhere on, on any standard reputable website is that available for pickup or for, for shipping. And I'm sort of like, hmm, you know, normally in normal times I could just buy, you know, I could give you my money and I could buy this camera, but it's not available. And it's, it's the same thing with a bunch of other parts. Whether Even even right now, I mean, they, Apple put on the new MacBook Pros for sale and within a few hours, it was December delivery from a... For right now it's it's like it, it was mid October or late October. So it's it's kind of it's interesting and kind of un, it's unfortunate to see that even the CEO of Intel thinks it's going to take till perhaps a year and a half till till we get really all everything going back to a normal rate again. Um hey, we can probably we can probably all live with a little bit of delay in our deliveries. But it's not what we're used to. I mean, hey, yeah. you know, we, hey, I, we're all used to. Just the other day, a couple of days ago, I bought a new lens for my camera, and I'm used to things coming in a day or two, you know, because that's what Prime or whatever else has taught me to expect. And now it says, hey, it might come by next Tuesday, and now I'm just like, what is this? What? I don't have an actual <laughs> delivery date. What is what what? <laughs> so. And I don't really care because for me that doesn't really matter. But it's just the idea of like, hey, we have to get used to this idea of things not being available to us all the time, which has been the case for years now. Yeah. We've been able to, hey, I want, I want to buy this pack of ramen off Amazon. Okay, they'll be here tomorrow, you know. <laughs> and now you really have to think. Yeah, I want a box of cup noodles, it, right now. dude. Multiple times I've done that. Cup noodles is the way to go. <laughs> but, but um, unless just what's, I don't even know the brand. But I bought some vegan ramen that was really good recently regardless um all i'm saying is that the chip shortage seems to be expected to go on for quite a while which is disappointing but 
we're all going to have to deal with it. And for some people, if you're, if you're happy with the technology that you have now, you personally won't be affected that much. But in general, it's, uh, you know, it'll be nice to get back eventually to a time in which, hey, if I really want to spend all this money at whatever thing I'm going to do, if I want to spend $4,000 on a MacBook or $500 on the camera, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, you do. Like, eventually it'll be nice to get back to the fact that, okay, I can just order this and it'll be here. As opposed to thinking, wow, how long is it going to be until I can get this, whatever I'm going to order, this piece of technology, just because of the chip shortage. Yeah, at work, it's not only the chips that is short. We're short, like, all materials. And I heard this guy being uh, told the lead time of what they're asking for is 26 weeks. It's like, uh, that is not realistic at all. <laughs> the, project was, I know. the project will be ended by then. You got to figure out something else. There's, there's no way we could work with 26 weeks. It's like half a year later, <laughs> you'll get the stuff to us. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I was thinking to myself too, where I work, we are um, or a photo lab that produces all kinds of prints on different media and some of our some types of paper for us or some types of framing like we get frame moldings to make frame prints for people and those are ordered out for weeks or months or a long time and i'm thinking to myself i mean some people will order something yeah sure we can get to them in a month or two but a lot of people don't want to wait that long you know it's amazing that you think for a while okay it's just the chip shortage but Everything, so many things have been delayed. Yeah. You know, a wooden molding for a frame for a <laughs> photo lab or building materials for an architectural firm or whatever it is. I mean, there's it's like things that you don't normally think about. I'm sure there's certain foods for restaurants that are hard to get or whatever it is. But, I, yeah. mean, I mean, we're all affected by it in some way. It's in general. <laughs> Everything now is including like <laughs> little things you not think is an issue like we get plastic um like aprons right just so you don't get all the clothes dirty like a couple hours of work so we have these plastic aprons to cover us at one time we ran out and the factory just didn't make any so we had to like buy from other amazon shops and get our own and then like the big boss he was like kind of annoyed like where are my supplies they're not sending me the supplies I don't think they weren't sending them they just didn't have them yeah yeah this is it's exactly what's been happening I mean sometimes you go up every level right you're a worker and you go okay where's my supplies you ask your manager and the manager goes okay well I don't know where's my supply they ask their manager they go okay well it's out of stock so they ask for their supply contact that's out of stock I mean there's there's only so much that anybody can do right now yeah. you know I mean you go you go all the way up the chain and it's still out of stock and you have to wait you know I've noticed that because part of part of my job not not really my job but I, I talk to the people who deal with inventory where I work and they they say you know hey this is a thing that you don't think would be affected by all these shortages but it is you know we, we can't get this this random barnwood frame molding or whatever it is for this you know photo framing product and that's why it's it's either unavailable or it's gone up 30 percent in price or something crazy because you just can't find it right now for whatever reason so you know it's whether it's a plastic apron for the chick-fil-a or whatever it is it's like all this stuff is hard to find right now which is super annoying 
But, I mean, in a way that kind of fucking sucks because the other day I was, I was just on Amazon casually looking at these various things I would like to buy. And I was like, oh, this, this is a camera lens I've been wanting for a while. And then it was in stock and said, oh, one left. And I was like, well, I've been wanting it for a while. Why don't I just do these uh, Amazon installments without tax or whatever? Or not without tax, without, without interest. So I bought it. And now I'm like, oh, great. Like, now I have a lens. Now I have to fucking take some photos <laughs> with it. I have an excuse to use my camera. But um, I, do, I do think about the... I, shouldn't, I think about the shortages sometimes. I'm like, oh, should I buy whatever this item is? Because if I can get it now, who knows yeah. how long I'll have to wait till I get it. I mean, it's yeah. a dumb excuse, but it is an excuse, I think. I mean, with some things. I was thinking about where I work. We're trying to... We're considering a new camera for some, what, some of the work we do. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not even that easy to get. Like, even if we get approval within our company to buy that, where are we going to buy that? Because where can we find one that's in stock? I mean, it's it's annoying right now. But we're all, again, we're all dealing with that. So, you know, yeah. not not individual to any of us, but hey, we're all, we can all share the fact that certain things around the world are just hard to find right now. Yeah, it's really hard, especially if you have yeah, a timeline that, that you need to follow, but you can you. You have you can't yeah. just say oh there's no materials they have to find it somehow like get it from the next state over or some other random place. Dude, I've had my production lab say like they don't tell our customers oh we're out, we're completely out of 44 inch cold pressed yeah. paper or whatever it is and then the our customers call me at my store and they go oh my order's not in or like, I haven't heard you from you guys in a week and a half and I'm like. Well, that, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that wasn't my job. Nobody told you that was out of stock. And I, I have to put it in my face and go, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry for the miscommunication. Let me go find out what's going on. I put them on hold for like a few seconds and I already know the answer. And I take them off hold. I'm like, you know what? It sounds like there's a material shortage. So it's going to be a few more days. Um, please call our 1-800 number <laughs> so that you can talk to the actual support people who will help you. But me here humbly will tell you, Call us back at the end of the week if you don't hear from us. But it's just, it's just like, come on, like, it's so many things that are really, you know, people. Not everybody realizes how fucked the supply chain is right now. You yeah. Know? So it's we all try to deal with it on, on our end at whatever jobs we do, whether it's architectural construction or <laughs> chicken, chicken, uh, whatever it is. Fish. Yeah. Sometimes we get like. A fish later than usual, but it gets it. It's I mean, as long as it's been refrigerated and it's all good to eat. It's been frozen. <laughs> flash frozen. It's flash frozen. That's what they call it. Caught frozen. You know, like straight from the pond frozen. Yeah, you <laughs> catch the fish frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like freeze it and it's done. So it's frozen. Do you guys have just hella like fish, like whole fish where you work? You guys have to turn that into food. Yeah, I mean it's already like has it been deep and stuff right? and like, like cut it up. It doesn't have scales. It doesn't have bones. You just like oh, chop it up. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's ready. I guess that serve. sounds super dumb, but I mean, I mean there's different cook. ways you can receive fish. Some people receive just whole yeah. ass fish. <laughs> Other people receive it like deboned and filleted and ready to go. Yeah, we we get the more processed way. I could say that makes sense. Replace it needs to serve the fish pretty quickly. Fish, chicken, fish shack, chicken, Shrek. 
best fish and chips in town. Do you have to get the whole fish when you like can't get the whole process thing? Um, I mean, we get it as a fillet. We don't get it as a fish with the head on it, and oh. you have to debone it. <laughs> That's what I meant by processed. So it doesn't seem like you've reached the supply limit of the fillets yet. <laughs> No, it's still a delay sometimes. Like, sometimes we'd be like, yeah, we ran out of salmon. Like, okay, it's weird. <laughs> so, in a day or two, we get the salmon. And like, okay, now we can save our fish sandwiches. Okay, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was laughing uh, a little too hard, and I lost a little my my composure a little bit. <laughs> my... Eyes watering and stuff. Well, <clears throat> happens to the best of us. <laughs> well, we'll have more to um, report on next week. Yeah, you'll have so more to talk about your I new phone. My new phone. Uh, whatever happens and with the rats. So rats. Be a good time. Yep. Everybody, right, whoever might possibly be listening to right now, go to YouTube, type in Rats Ghost, and then watch the, watch the music video for Rats by Ghost. It's really fucking good, and it's a great song, so. Yeah. I mean, we are here for a good time, not for a long time. I'm here for a good time, not here for a long time. Hmm, good song. Well. I think uh, we are summed up. Is that correct? Yeah. Thank you for this. Okay. Well, thanks for chatting, everybody. That was a fun little episode. So we can, um, I think we're done for today, but we'll have more to talk about next week and the week week after that and the week after that. Okay. Well, Uh, (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Alex and Trevor. Thanks. Talk to you later.